Okay, we are live. It's news to us on Adobe Radio the week of February, February, February 22nd, uh, 2021, I believe. Welcome to the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Real quick, Eddie. Can yeah. you spell February? <laughs> F-E-B-U-R. are a jerk for asking me that question. That's so wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. I just say F-E-B. Is that not good enough? Feb. Feb. <laughs> or number two. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess we have a psychic on the show today, tonight, whenever you're listening. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. Do a, is she doing a reading of you? I don't know. Mm. I would like one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we have a psychic on the show. <laughs> our, uh, our guest booker quit. And then left us with a few guests that I didn't uh, screen beforehand. Yeah, I so don't not recall seeing that on the sheet. <laughs> I don't that I like. <laughs> I probably should have paid closer attention because then I looked today and I was like, "What? We have a psychic coming on the show? Like, it's the, that's not what we do here, really." <laughs> but I guess we can see what's in store for us in 2021. Um, then we'll uh, we're going to start the show here talking about what happened in Texas and the Republican versus Democratic response to. The winter storm. It's news to us. Let's uh, press the button here and get going. Welcome to the United States of America. It's news to us. All right. uh, Chris might be joining us. He's having some computer issues or something, so he might pop in at some point. If he does, we can say that we got the psychic for him since he's making that big move. Yeah. And we, we can uh, make him feel special. I mean, that has to be quite the chore, moving during a pandemic. Hey. Yeah, he's moving uh, As if moving to a different state. Enough. Right out, he's moving to right outside of Chicago, right? He's, he's moving to Kenosha. Wait, should we say that? Yeah, let's go ahead and give out his address, too. It's 583... <laughs> um, Eddie, real quick yes. before we jump in, do you remember that time we uh, gave out Chris's <laughs> yes. phone number on the show? Yeah, and his the phone number, his phone blew up. The number of times we've done that, we made it like a little song out of his phone number and just sang it for like <laughs> five minutes because he kept not coming to the show. Yeah, <laughs> this is punishment. <laughs> hey, we should give out his phone number again. He's not here. <laughs> This Hillary is, would love that. This, yeah. <laughs> this is the second week in a row he hasn't been here because of <laughs> computer issues, he says. Well, he does have a lot going on, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Luckily, we uh, designed the show so that we don't need him to be here because if we did, we'd be screwed every week. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's find out what's happening on the social media. Oh, there's so much happening on social media. My, my browser's going really slow today. I don't know what's going on. Maybe my internet. But I'm loading up. Uh, okay, so Katie tweeted, do you think Biden should cancel student loan debt? This is on its news to us at Twitter. Uh, follow us there. We, um, we tweet on there throughout the week. 42% said yes to all of it. 52% said some. I was shocked. Shocked. At that result. Some Nobody said how much though. If the government's giving you free money, why would you say, "Oh, don't give me that much. That's too much." <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, and you did ask what amount if some and, and nobody responded. It's like, "Here, do you want $100,000 or 50,000? I'll take 50,000, thank you." 
Like, what, well, the, what the hell? Some people are saying it should be like a percentage of your debt. Like everybody gets like 50% or 75% or, you know. You know, this might yeah. get more support if you didn't have it tied to student loan debt. But, you know, somehow, you know, everyone would be able to get it like a certain amount. Or just make college free. Well, that doesn't help the people that have already gone. Yeah, you pay off their debt and then you make college free. Yeah, I don't, I don't see people doing that. But the, <laughs> but the people who have already gone and paid, um, I mean, those are the ones that are bitching about it, and they just yeah. need to shut up. But well, what I'm saying is, you maybe would, you, they should have started a movement. Maybe maybe right. you would have more people like support this if you say, you know, you get your college debt erased, or you get ten thousand dollars if you don't have college debt. Or if you've you already know, paid it how off. About what about the how about, people who paid this? it off? How about this? Society doesn't collapse if we if we take care of the student loan crisis. Right? <laughs> That's kind of That's how your I reward. look at it. That's your reward. You get a society. Now shut the F up. <laughs> All right. Well, don't listen to my ideas then. No, that's just my opinion. I mean, your your ideas are fine, but I think these people well, I'm who... I'm just saying people who've already paid off their debt, like, no, they're, they're against saying. it. Yeah, that would, that would... Or people who don't go to college. But I feel like a lot of people who have gone to college should know enough to know that like student loan debt right now is crushing our economy. Like there's it's so gonna it'll make the economy people. better for everybody. I mean, like no matter what exactly. industry you work in, say you're a car a used car salesman and you paid off your student loans, you should be wanting this because more people will be coming in to buy cars. Like it would only benefit everybody if everybody could participate in the economy. That's what Americans are so effed up about is like they don't uh consider the fact that we're all linked together we're all we're all one whether it's our public health or our economy yeah everybody's like me 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 uh, they neglect the fact that we're all like part of the same well what's really sad is people are like that but really it's corporations that are running the show here that's the worst part of this today's episode is brought to you by nabisco <laughs> and camel light mm-hmm. that's good crackers i love crackers before i go on the air it makes my mouth all dry and i choke <laughs> then i drink a nice cold coca-cola <laughs> uh, another tweet on its news to us a retweet of something that i thought was really funny this uh this um like trump supporter is very proud of this t-shirt that i think he had custom made and it has a, a photo of an AR-15 and uh, the words on the T-shirt that he's holding up proudly. He's smiling with a big grin and he took a photo or he had his like his fifth wife take the photo or something. And he's holding it up and it says, I lubricate my AR-15 with liberal cum. He looks like such a douche. And like, what does that mean? Like, like I would understand liberal tears. Yeah, exactly. But like, liberal, what a weirdo. Liberal cum. And that's like his way of owning libs by saying, like, he engages in homosexual activity. That way he can uh, <laughs> make his AR-15 function properly. I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't get he that didn't one think at all. that one through, did he? <laughs> no, he did not. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get it. He must have made that shirt is on his own. You know how many liberals I had to jack off to lubricate all my hair? <laughs> exactly. 
then before we get to the dirty deets here real quick, uh, Katie did tweet out some breaking news. We'll probably cover this maybe a little bit later if, if there's enough to talk about. But uh, the Supreme Court just allowed the release of Trump's tax returns to the New York prosecutor. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is the last uh, fight that DJT had in trying to keep his uh, taxes uh, private. Yeah, and Cy Vance, the grand jury, is going to get him pretty much right away. And, I mean, that's it. There's no stopping it now. And, I mean, they won't become public information. But once the grand jury and Cy Vance get a hold of them, I mean, they can investigate these tax returns for the specific crimes they're looking at. But the big deal is that they like any crimes that they find while investigating their crime, they have to further investigate. So anything they find from here on out is fair game. Wow. That'll be really interesting. Let's keep an eye on that one for the show. And uh, yeah, that'll be, I don't know. Yeah. That might be turned to a major story. The dirty deets. Now the, uh, the big winter storm in Texas became a, uh, a natural disaster and there was no help in sight in the Republican-led state of, of Texas. Messing with Texas, that storm. The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. 150 million Americans were in uh, some sort of winter storm warning. We got a little bit of snow here in, in Denver, but not like not anywhere near. Were we part of that same storm system, like yeah. on the edge of it? Yeah, that storm was massive. It was an Arctic front that blew south. And 150 million people across, like, 25 states, like, majority of the country were affected by this. Yeah, but see, we're used to it, so we... And we barely know. got anything, though. Yeah. This time. I mean, we're, we do have some big storms here occasionally, but... No, we had a big snowstorm last week. Yeah. We got, like, you five know inches, six weird. inches at our house. Yeah, you, you got, like, five or six inches. What are we, like, 10 or 15 miles apart? And over here, I only got an inch, which is really weird. But it was brutally cold. Oh yeah, yeah like it was. It was, it was like negative cold. sixteen here for a while. For but, a minute, yeah, but for that's a couple normal. days. And that and that and that storm stretched all the way from Nevada, all the way east to you know Tennessee. Like it was coast to coast, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it went so uh, deeper to the south than normal. So most of the southern states were experiencing brutal cold that they just they're not prepared for they can't handle it a lot you know in louisiana and mississippi they they don't have snow plows neither do they don't have snow plows in texas either yeah and they got snow yeah i remember stories uh from a few years ago how las vegas got like an inch of snow and like people were freaking out and like we were sending snow plows from colorado out to them (laughs) to plow the streets of vegas that's crazy so in texas as you said they had a bad Power grid went down. Um, yeah, so I guess there was uh, the, the the power grid situation in Texas is really bad. Uh, yeah, so the power grid. Uh, so back in 1999, um, George W. Bush signed a law that removed yep. Texas yeah. from uh, the national power grid right. uh, system. So there's two power grid systems that cover the eastern and western part of the United States. And then there's Texas on their own grid now. I, I, I don't want to have more power here. I want less. <laughs> I want less electricity. I don't need that yeah. here. 
Electricity is for, for liberals. I don't like people telling on me and what I'm doing wrong. This is like this typical Republican policy. Like, uh, electricity is socialism, folks. Having electricity. Yeah. And then when you really need it, because it's like if, if frigid, cold, and you don't have heat, um, that's when you realize that maybe uh, some parts of us living a in a society is okay. Hmm? That, that's such a great analogy. Oh, it, so Pat, the electricity is a socialist thing, it is. right? It's so, socialism. Sorry, electricity the is socialism. Texas is on their own grid. So they go down. They can't draw power from you know the rest of the country like what the rest of the U.S. is on. So say our power systems go offline here in Colorado, we can draw power from other states to help get us through the, the rough times. Well, Texas, you know, the fuck the liberals, like fuck socialists, like we're on our own system. Capitalism, yeah, companies control all the power. They're on their own thing. Well, and then like not everybody lost power. There was a few thousand people who got like who kept their power because it was rolling blackouts, and so those few people who did were who were lucky enough to keep their power were charged like a thousand dollars plus a day. That's how is that possible? They're legal. I saw someone. Uh, I was watching the news this morning. I saw someone was charged sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, for power, and they automatically withdrew it from his account. Oh my god. Could you imagine? I mean, they they would be like overdrafting my account for sure, but (laughs) right. (laughs) Overdrafting my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, People were like, my utility bill is usually like $130 and like showing their new utility bill. It's like six grand. That's insane. And so insane. So is, is it the way that it works is that the more people that are, Collecting the power, they spread out the cost. I guess they must have some sort of a mathematical formula. They're on like a prorated. It's like a. It's like an adjustable rate mortgage. You know, like the rates can fluctuate, but they they don't ever fluctuate that much. And, and when there's times of like high usage, um, which didn't make sense to me because if half the state doesn't have power. That you would think it would be lower usage, but I guess just the few people who had it had their heat cranked up, and well, it costs more to run those stations, the power stations, when most of it's down. Yeah, and then half of it was down, so you that's... gotta pay that premium. Yeah, yep. and then wants if, to keep operating. If that's not bad enough, there's also a safe water issue uh, problem as well. For a while, their water is even off. People were going thirsty, and they were freezing yeah the Um, pumps uh the water stations throughout texas uh lost power so they couldn't pump water so water pressure uh fell and the bacteria started building up and then the the advice was uh to to boil your water and nobody could do that because they didn't have power well and and that's if you're lucky enough that your pipes didn't break (laughs) oh there's so many crazy photos like a frozen (laughs) toilet's and yeah. icicles dangling from ceiling fans. I don't know how the hell that happened, but I know. Well, their pipes <laughs> must have broke, and oh, then true, must have dripped. It just like... all froze. Yeah. So many Texans, millions of people in Texas for several days and nights went through this storm without and this like extreme low temperatures. I think it set records and 
Houston and Austin where they dipped down to like eight, nine degrees. Like they were historically low temperatures and they went through that without power in North America's capital of power. Yeah. Texas is the the number one exporter of and, um, energy. But you know, who's, North you know whose fault this was? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> that was yeah, her I'm- fault. <laughs> According to Greg Abbott, the uh, the governor of Texas, he blamed the Green New Deal on power failure. Here he is talking to Thumbhead Tom, Tom uh, what is his name? Hannity? Sean Hannity. Big Toe. The Big Toe. Big Toe Hannity. The Big Joe himself, Sean Big Toe Hannity. He's rolling blackouts, and you got freezing weather. God, I hate the way he talks. These rolling blackouts. Uh, I got fungus. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they're not reliable, and it's use it or lose it. What good is it? Sean, this shows how the Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America. Oh, sh- a deadly deal. Now they're trying to scare people. Uh, saying that uh, renewable energy will kill you. Okay. Um, real quick, Green New Deal is just an idea. It's not actually like a, a policy or actual yeah. policy or law right now. Texas is blessed with multiple sources of energy, such as uh, natural gas and oil uh, and nuclear, as, as well as uh, solar and wind. Uh, but you saw from what Trace said, uh, and that is our wind and our solar got shut down, and, and they were uh, collectively more than 10% of our power grid. And- yeah, okay, so yeah, it's only 10% of the power grid. So he's saying the windmills froze, and that's the culprit for the power outages. However... Uh, windmills can be treated and winterized so they operate in low temperatures, but Texas decided not to do that because they rarely have low temperatures. So windmills are not the issue here. It's like somebody being cheap about it, trying to save some money. You know, the corporations save money. Yeah, save good, money. good job, capitalism. Uh, and then meanwhile, Senator Tom Cruise stepped up big time to help out his constituents in Kansas by boarding a plane to Cancun, Mexico. During all this, what a douchebag! You expect anything less, really? And, and then when he when when he was caught, he uh, threw his children under the bus, blamed his kids, saying the, the kids were the kids wanted to go to Mexico, so I I decided to take them. And then he lied. He got caught kind of in a little bit of a lie too. He's like, oh, I mean, I wasn't going to stay in Texas. I was actually just going to drop them off and then come home. And then in another interview, he said, oh, I was going to work remotely. Which one is it? Which one is yeah. it? Uh, Ted, ugly wife, Cruz. Well, and his wife was with him, and there's pictures of his wife there. So why would he have to go to drop his kids off? And why would you drop your kids off in Mexico? So they're and, they're afraid to fly <laughs> there on their own, but they're not afraid to fly home on their own. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Like, I'm just, oh, I'm just going to drop my 14-year-old daughter in Mexico. <laughs> the hell's your problem even if that even if that was a real story there'd be a lot of issues there and on top of that he left his dog all by himself yeah at he home. left his dog at home <laughs> there's a photo of the poor dog just staring out he's like sitting in the front uh window yeah like, i think saddest look with on his face. i would hope so and, and the funniest thing is that his dog's name is snowflake and <laughs> you know uh, you know how uh, republicans are always calling uh, liberals snowflakes <laughs> So, I know. Do you think he fought with his kids when they picked the name Snowflake? The <laughs> These people are it. not self-aware at all. Somebody had a really funny comment on on Reddit. They said Snowflake got left behind by a snowflake because of snowflakes. <laughs> snowflake. <laughs> and that's my snowflake comment. 
but meanwhile, uh, so Ted Cruz is, was going to Mexico to have uh, slippery nipples on the beach. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, At the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she was working hard. She raised $3.2 million for the relief efforts, and she was volunteering her time. Uh, Representative Sylvia Garcia, Democrat, Texas, uh, she represents the Houston area, and she said that this $3.2 million was uh, really big, and it's going to go a long way. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, not even an elected official, but Democrat uh, with a lot of... Um, Power he ran against Ted Cruz. Almost yeah. beat him. <laughs> Barely lost too. He was at phone banks calling. He said he called over 150,000 senior citizens just checking in on him. Ted Cruz again, you know, uh, uh, on an airplane to Cancun. But Ted yeah. Cruz, yes. Well, I was going to say real quick, Katie was one of those folks doing the phone banking. Oh, cool. How many people I did you connect with? Citizens. Oh, I don't know. Uh, several. It was. I called for a couple hours. I talked to quite a few people. How was everybody doing? Uh, mostly well. A lot of them had power, thankfully, but a few didn't. And then they had it set up so that, like, if they like, if they needed help, like immediately, then you could forward their information so that they could dispatch somebody to go to their house to help them right away. Did you have to um, dispatch any help? I didn't. That's good. Yeah, but I was watching a whole stream of phone numbers go up that did need help dispatched. Oh, wow. So well that's really cool of you to do that. Good for you. Um and uh you know but but Ted Cruz he helped out a lot like you did after he got in trouble for going to Mexico he came back <laughs> and then he put a uh he, he put a case of water in the back of somebody's car. <laughs> He's such a gentleman. I also that, saw him cutting some meat. Like he was like cutting helping cut some meat. <laughs> I know, guy. and all I could think I don't was want him touching my food. Quarantine. Yeah. Oh, then that and that too. He so he just gets back from Mexico. The CDC guidelines say that you are supposed to quarantine uh, seven days after, even after you test negative for COVID after traveling. So he wasn't following CDC guidelines. He was cutting meats and. And touching people's food and drink. Yeah, he's not touching <laughs> firemen's food. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Uh, I, I really hate this guy. So then some protesters, this is brilliant. They decided to send a mariachi to play in front of Ted Cruz's home. I was kind of surprised that Ted Cruz's home is you can like walk right up to his front door pretty easily. It's a pretty small front yard and there's no fence or anything. I was kind of surprised by that. Was somebody you know what's from porch reminds me of is that couple in like St. Louis that waved their guns at black, black lives matter protesters. Oh yeah. They have very similar front porches. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll be back with our guest Corby Mitlead. A highly respected psychic medium. Ooh. Ooh. Where's Sammy Scarlet when we need her? I know. Maybe she could do a read on Ted Cruz. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. Uh, it's news to us back here live on Adobe Radio with our guest, 
respected, highly respected psychic medium, channeler, and author of the book Clean Out Your Closet and Others, Corby Metlead is joining us uh, with over 50 years experience. Corby's abilities include spiritual intuitive counseling, past life retrieval and analysis, mediumship, and more. Welcome. Good to be here. Now, we uh, on this show, we, we generally cover current events. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot happening in the world, obviously. And uh, have you ever tried to do a reading on um, Donald Trump ever since he, he left office? Um, why would I want to ick up my mind like that? Um, but, um, to, Hey, I'm a New Yorker, you know, but what I will say is, um, probably the Donald was necessary for us as a massive wake up call, because I know that a lot of people are looking at the world and thinking at the world differently in 2021 than they were in say 2015 or 2016. So has he served his purpose? I think for the most part and probably like, you know, Al Capone, they couldn't take him down for the murders and the bootlegging, but they got him on tax evasion. Well, the Supreme court just gave New York complete permission to dive into his tax returns. So maybe seeing history repeat itself. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Do you worry that it? Well, do you worry that's a wake up call, like negatively too? Because we look at what happened on January sixth and the uprising of white nationalists, like throughout the country. Like, doesn't that have to worry you as well? It does. If I get in the middle of it, if I kind of step out, it's what we have to do to pull it up by the roots. Uh, believe me, I am not saying, yes, it was really great. It wasn't. It was horrific. And the entire white supremacy thing is horrific. But it's like I was explaining to a friend today. There's a great site on Facebook uh, that have gorgeous Kodachrome pictures of America in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. But you cannot look at that now after George Floyd and not see the systemic racism behind it. So it's no longer just look at a cute picture of Disneyland. It's look at a cute picture of Disneyland with all the white people. And the only black person is the one who's cleaning up behind them. So look at what Donald Trump is making us face because of what he did for the past four years. Sometimes the wake up call is really uncomfortable and really nasty, but you feel better after you've gone through it. And that's kind of how I see it. Do you think that Donald Trump has a, do you think he's just a scared individual? Do you think that he has, um, you think he's a good person deep down? I, because you had like, I, 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 do, I know that you deal a lot with spirits and you probably see people for their, their true colors. And do you think that this guy is just like a scared little boy and he's actually deep down a good person? Or do you think there's some, like some evil in there? You have to separate out the soul from the personality is how I say it. Um, Here's how to explain it. Your soul is like um, your main person. Your personality from life to life is the costume you put on. And obviously, the personality of Donald Trump is heinous for whatever reason. But I do not believe there are good souls and evil souls. Souls are souls. They come down here and they take part in this play 
in order for us all to move forward. And the way I kind of explain that to people is let's take the actor Matt Smith. A lot of people know him as the Bowtie 11th Doctor on Doctor Who, and that's cool. But then they've also seen him as Prince Philip in The Crown. But it's Matt Smith in both parts. So Matt Smith is like your higher self, and the 11th Doctor and Prince Philip are like the incarnations um, that he takes off when he's done with that role. We do the same thing when we die, when we go upstairs, we get rid of that. Now, do we have to go through what we did to people or for people? Yes. Um, it's called a life review. If you ever see the movie, I think it's called Defending Your Life um, with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. It's pretty close to that. So I imagine that um, Donald Trump, Rosh Limbaugh, they are going to have very tough life reviews, but then it's done. They're not going to be put in hell. They're not going to be horrible people. They came down here to learn some tough lessons themselves and to help us learn tough lessons. So in that sense, I'm kind of neutral. Don't like him. How how easy is it to connect with somebody's past life? Do you have to go into a whole session or is it something that you can do uh, fairly easily? Um. I can uh, often do it fairly easily. It's like I won't do a mediumship gallery the way some people do, because for me, mediumship and talking to your dead person is intensely private. And I don't censor what I get. So what comes out of my mouth from your dead person may not be what you want to hear normally. Is it it possible for you to tell us? So there's us three. I'm sorry. I don't think I introduced our co-hosts here. There's Katie and Jason, me, Eddie. Is it possible for you to maybe give us one of our past lives each? Is there is there a way to do that right now, or do you need more there is, time? And I, I was going to explain it. Okay. Um, what I generally need, because we have hundreds, and you could just say, oh, give me a past life, and I pull one that could be absolutely correct, but because it doesn't resonate with you based on this life, you'd go, uh, yeah, right. Example, when I was lecturing at Lilydale with Robert Schwartz, the author whose book I'm in, There was a woman who raised her hand. She had butch short hair. She said, why is it that I'm terrified to have wet hair in my face? I just, I can't even breathe. And I said, wait a minute. Took about five seconds, said, okay, it's a five syllable answer. Lusitania. When the boat was torpedoed in 1915, uh, you went over the side. You had not bobbed your hair. It was still the big Edwardian mass. So it took on more water and it got a lot of debris caught in it and it pulled you down and you drowned. She's looking at me white-faced when I open my eyes, and she says, is that why I'm scared to get on a boat? I said, probably. Interesting. That's how it works. So uh, an obsession or a phobia or a place you either love or hate that makes no sense, like you're Scots-Irish, why do you have this thing about Peru? Can I guarantee? No, but I'm willing to try. Okay. All right. Uh, So what would you need from us? Maybe something going on in our lives or... No, um, like I said, an obsession, for instance, why do I have this thing about Victoria, China? Uh, Why do I have this thing about um, not walking under ladders? Why do I have this thing about the color purple? Or does it have to be uh, some sort of a phobia or can it can it be just like a, a preference that we lean toward? Yeah. Obsession or phobia thing you really like and you really can't stand. That doesn't make any sense to you. Who would like to go first? Katie, what would you have something? I'm trying to think of something. I'm trying to think of something. Have one. Jason's got one. Okay, Jason. Jason. I am. All right. Thank you uh, for taking the time. Um, I am very scared to fly. 
have a huge phobia of flying. You were okay, Amelia Earhart. Thing, I'm picking it up. Uh, you were Amelia yeah, Earhart. I, I, I'm already getting it. So, shush. Um, first thing I'm seeing is 19, late 1920s barnstorming. All right. Are you familiar with the barnstormers? No. Okay. A lot of the, it's, it's like the great, uh, the movie, the great Waldo Pepper. A lot of the people who were pilots in world war one, you had the planes and in the twenties and thirties, they would literally go hopping from little town to little town to little town. That's why it was barnstorming and they would give people rides or they do tricks in the air. He went out in a fireball and you watched this flaming body die as it fell from the plane and the plane fell and crashed and burned. You had to be maybe 12. So this was the first time you saw anybody die. Certainly the first time you saw anybody die in that kind of a horrific experience. Does that, does it, how does that make you feel, Jason? Do you have any memory of this pop up or anything like that? No, but I do feel a little more at ease, to be honest. Oh, good. Good, good. Good. Um, how about you, Katie? Um, the only thing I can really think of is that I'm like, really terrified of spiders but i feel like that's not unusual but you know that's pretty common so for you it's not so much the spider is an evil thing but it reminds you of being unable to escape anything like that wow. so i don't know how you feel about clean versus not clean now but that's okay. what i see is it was a matter of escaping the poverty the grinding dirt of your childhood. What did you say there, Katie? It didn't pick up. You say you're very clean now. Do you? Are you kind of a clean? I'm very food? adamant about being clean. Yeah. Oh wow, interesting. Okay, uh, since we're almost out of time, thank you so much for doing this. By the way, and we'll make sure, sure we yeah, plug your you. uh, your book and everything in just a moment here. I guess I'm the last one. Um, I'll get personal with you. I've had a series of uh, failed long term relationships. What's going on with me? Welcome to the 21st century, darling. That's what I would say on that. But in all seriousness, um, the feeling that I'm getting is you are someone who always wants someone. You have to think they hung the moon in order to love them well. And that has put you open to being used and abused and tossed. And you have in other lives literally gone down to the dirt for loved ones, but they didn't return it. So there's always a part of you that is kind of waiting for, well, when are you going to screw me this time? Yeah, that makes total sense. But okay. I think that's, that's pretty much everybody, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> no, no I, I, just, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just trying to make myself feel better. But oh, uh, you can do <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, you do have a new book, Clean Out Your Closet. And that's sort of like... Clean Out Your uh, Life Closet. Clean, clean Out Your Life, your life, life, life Closet. closet. Thank you. Thank you. Clean Out Your Life Closet. And uh, that is almost like an anti-self-help, self-help book, right? Where you like... Is that mm -hmm. sort of the idea behind it? Saying You've got your own answers, baby. I just help you find them. But you will know who you are by the end of that book because of what you learned, not because of what I say. I do like the point that you make is like these these self-help authors are just telling you what happened in their life from their perspective. But that how can that apply to everybody? It's it's. Yeah. So I, I like your approach on that. And what's your website? Very simple. Corby dot com. 
All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, I was looking back and I think we talked to you back in 2015, by the way. Wow. So it was okay. nice to have you back. And I didn't realize that until just recently. So uh, thank you for taking the time and uh, we hope to have you back again. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime. It was a pleasure. Take care. All right, then. Did you guys learn? Uh, your, Jason's story was interesting about the, the, the airplane's ball. Yeah, it's interesting that I wasn't the pilot that went down in a bur- uh, burning flames. Are you that much well, of an alpha male that you always have to be the pilot? Well, I am the center of all of my life stories, right? <laughs> in a way, it's almost more traumatizing if you watched it, right? Yeah, because if I was yeah. the burning body falling from the sky, I would already be dead. Exactly. Right. Because, yeah, because it actually makes sense because now you, it's like you see it happen, then you don't want to get in the plane. Yeah. But if you die yeah, in the because plane. Because I know what the, the what it looks like if it goes wrong. Yeah. But it sounds like the guy had a quick, painless death. I hope Hopefully. So. <laughs> I was looking up the type of aircraft she was talking about. It's like one of those Wright Brothers planes that have... She said the cloth, so it's like cloth on the wings. Yeah. Mm. You know, like the the Wright brothers is that famous footage of them jumping yeah. off the side of a yeah. cliff. Yeah, <clears throat> it was like one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing at Jason's past life trauma. Uh, my stepdad recently built an airplane. What? Yeah, he built it and he flew it too. I mean, it took him a while to build it, like years, but he just finished building it like a couple of years ago and he's flown it a few times. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's a super smart guy. Wow. I don't know if I would ever get in a homemade airplane, but good for him. <laughs> he's he's smart enough that like I probably would. <laughs> Eddie, no offense, no offense, but I would be worried if you hung my TV on the wall. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm pretty handy. <laughs> I've mounted many a TV. Tried. None have fallen yet. <laughs> yet. None have fallen. That's good. That's good. See, you already you notched up a little bit in my book. I've built a lot of IKEA shelves. They're all still intact. Although I did That's build more my than Jason will do. Oh, yeah, IKEA. I oh, I hate it. I built this simple like um, bookshelf like a, a month ago and it's like literally like I don't know like four, four or five different levels and uh, while I was in the middle of building it I like sliced open the top of my hand and it was gushing blood everywhere oh. and then like I, I, and I had to finish building this damn thing I don't even know how the fuck that happened like how did I slice open my hand building Ikea furniture fuck you ah. Ikea this hour is brought to you by Ikea <laughs> this hour and yeah Neil's foreign <laughs> Building homes one screw at a time. <laughs> okay. Come on, that was pretty good. Yeah. One sc- building, like, yeah, one like wooden peg at a time. <laughs> one one cursed step in the direction. Just what I let let what I said soak in for a minute, and you'll really laugh at it. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a joke where you have to think. Building homes one <laughs> screw at a time. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, we're back. Hi, folks. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're back. It's news to us on Adobe Radio. And, uh, well, we've got time for just like a a short, lighter side of its news to us before we wrap up for this week. No, I got a serious thing real quick. Oh, okay. Uh, And it it involves, it kind of 
goes in line with what we uh, I just revealed about my fear of flying. What happened over the weekend, Eddie? What happened over the weekend? Uh, uh, United Airlines uh, Boeing seven 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 took off from uh, Denver International Airport, and on its uh, after it took off while it was ascending to cruising altitude, its engine blew up. Basically, yeah, yeah. There was some crazy um, like video and photos of that. People, what's a suburb? Do you know? Oh, it was in Broomfield. It was Broomfield. It was where we grew up. So they were actually, I guess they they really weren't that far from DIA. So a good thing this this uh, this airplane had this issue right when they took off because they were able to turn around and yeah, safely it was land. going to Hawaii. Can you if that happened over the middle of the ocean? I don't know, but although I I have heard that uh, airplanes can fly with one engine, I, the the concerning part though is like it was a ball of flames. Yeah, and debris falling. Usually, when an engine fails on an airplane. My understanding is it shouldn't, you know, like it should fall in on itself, basically. Um, and in this case, like parts were just falling off of the the engine itself, off the airplane, and it was falling into neighborhoods. Part of me was thinking, Brownfield. though, do you think it was karma for people traveling during COVID? Mm, good take. It's like, you know, and then at that point, do you get do you get on the next flight to Honolulu? Or do you just go home? I think I, I, would, I think I would just go home. If I almost died, I think I would never, go. You would if 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 a if a yeah, I would. Well, I guess you're already at the airport. You've got your baggage checked and everything. Well, I mean, I mean, how many <laughs> actual cases of like something like this happening twice all of air travel? Like it's so minimal. You're the right. Fact that you live through one then you should be cleared for the rest of your life for flying. So is this the type of event that you'd like to live through? That way you know you're in the clear. It's like getting a vaccine almost. (laughs) Maybe, but man, I would probably, like, I would have to go change my drawers after. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle living. Like, that would be like, I'm, like, like crying and, like, hysterical because we're going to die type of moment. I know, right? I I would be shitting my pants. That's just so crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I, some of the videos, like we just, uh, on DenverPost.com, we just looked at a, vi- uh, a photo of a man's truck that was completely crushed. It's a miracle that debris. nobody died, like died on the ground with uh, shit falling on their head. I know. And in response to this, United Airlines has grounded all of the aircraft, all, all the same aircraft. They're all grounded now. There was a video like actually taken from the plane. It was crazy, like of the, <laughs> the engine area falling apart and like you could see flames inside. Oh my god. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of really uh crazy video and footage out there that uh I wish I had to, to play, but uh yeah. But well, anyway, it's not but- that great. You just I was just like yeah. okay. Well, there you go. There's the here's the actual uh, audio. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a small situation. Uh, if you look, if you look to out to the left yeah. of the aircraft, <laughs> we have lost our bead engine. But if you look at the right, you'll see a beautiful uh, view of the Rocky Grand, Mountains. Uh, the Rocky Mountains. 
Friends, and uh, there is the AMC Twenty Four Theater over there in Westminster. And uh, or uh, I saw the Matrix suspend there. drink services at this time. <laughs> but if you have a drink, go ahead and finish it up, and um, uh, we'll have service come around. Turn off and your, your uh, electronic <laughs> devices. Uh, do not stand up and use the bathroom. I'm going to go ahead and turn on that fasten seatbelt sign on. We'll have you guys on the ground shortly, one way or another, whether it's in a ball of flames or... <laughs> one uh, way or another. One way or another, we'll be on the ground. This would be I great. know we just took off from Denver International Airport, but the weather is looking fairly clear. <laughs> yeah, the weather. He has a weather report during all this. We got a beautiful sunny day in Denver. It's 55 <laughs> no, degrees. The, going back. <laughs> the engine is on fire in a ball of flames. And we're also looking at some rain showers later this afternoon. Uh, my personal opinion that I'd like to share with you all is do not visit Casa Bonita. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. Es no, no bueno. bueno. Es no bueno. Anywho, folks, we may or may not die. And it's been a pleasure serving you on this aircraft. And, uh, Please uh, take the survey. <laughs> take the survey before we all plummet to our death and let us know how yeah. we did on this this final descent. As we take our final descent, uh, descend into the... Let us know how we did before we... Yeah. Uh, Fill out that land, comment please. card. And then also go ahead and sign up for the credit card as well, the United <laughs> Airlines credit card. You might as well buy a few things for a loved one and then die. Nobody will have to pay. Uh, make sure you uh, submit your cart in Sky Magazine <laughs> for all final purchases. What a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, serving you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Thank God they had a competent pilot. Like, I can't imagine, like, I've heard some stories about pilots before that I'm this like, This isn't helping oh. me. Thanks. What? I mean, yeah. they're out there. Yeah. What's that but one like, with Denzel Washington where he's, like, hammered and then he, like, flips it upside down? Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, what was that called? We saw that in the movie theater. What were you thinking? We Let did. me go <laughs> through that. That was an intense plane crash scene. What was that movie? I know what you're talking about. Dude, what was that movie? Like, he like had it upside down or some shit, right? Like, as know. they're going down. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. That that he was, was, that was a good gamer. movie, though. I think it was called In Flight or something like that. Was that it? In Flight or some. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, but, anyways. Yeah, the guy, guy that landed on the river. Sully. Oh, Sully Sullenberg. There's that guy, yeah, too. Sully yeah. Sullenberg, yeah. He pops up in the news all the time with his opinion on politics. I don't know why. It's like, Sully Sullenberg <laughs> condemns Ted Cruz. I'm like, I don't, why do I care about Sully Because he's Palmer? a smart fucking man. Because he's badass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't we do this before, before we wrap up the show instead of lighter side? You are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. The circle of trust. What's happening with your humble host? We haven't done this in a very long time. And, um, uh, what's happening? What's about guys? to happen? Oh, this is where we just check in. What's happening with our lives? I know that Katie's recovering from an ankle injury. She just got some good news on Tuesday. She's able to walk around. That's awesome. I'm allowed to walk. Kind and of. Then Katie was volunteering for the phone banks to help the people in Texas. That was fucking awesome. It's Katie's birthday on Wednesday. Happy birthday. Oh! Happy birthday, Katie. 29. You're turning 29. <laughs> Fuck yeah. For the... Uh, uh, eighth the, time. Eighth, <laughs> whatever. Age is only a number. That's what, yeah. old, that's what old people say, and I'm going to start saying it because I'm getting old. Yeah, it hurts. 
But uh, happy birthday, Katie. That's that's great. Thank you. What's going on with you, Eddie? Well, I just wanted to share that I got the COVID-19 vaccine with the audience and let everybody know that you definitely need to get it if you get an opportunity because it's very important. And um, the, the side you effects... You also volunteered at the clinic, didn't you? Yeah, I was I was volunteering all day, a very long, a long early day, Sunday. And, uh, Were you st- jacking off liberals too? Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to get that liberal come from my AR. That was, a, that was my plot. <clears throat> but, Is that how you do this? Yeah. Way to go, Eddie. Nice work. It was like an it was a, like an inner city, I'll call it inner city vaccine <laughs> clinic. And oh. um, <laughs> wait, we're not joking anymore. This is serious. Oh, whatever. That, that's funny. You laugh. I don't know. But no. there's a uh, then there was mostly elderly people that were coming through because I'm not ready for the vaccine. But at the end of the day, the reason why I got it is only because. Once you you take the vaccine out of the freezer, you can't put it back in; it expires. So there really? is some I didn't left over. That. Yeah, that's the only reason why I got one. Otherwise, it would have gone in the garbage. So instead of throwing it away, they're like, "Okay, who here needs one?" And there's people who didn't show up to their appointments, which is just crazy to me. Why would you not show up for your appointment? But they ended up sick. <laughs> they had COVID. They couldn't show up. <laughs> that's uh, I mean, that's real. That answer, could be. Yeah. That that might. I think some people just like had cold feet or something because. But anyway, so there was like uh, 20 or something vac- like needles left over at the end. And they're just like, hey, raise your hand if you need one. And I was like, me, 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 me. And somebody came over and stabbed me. This is why I did this. 20 out of how many would you say? Like, 300. I mean, would- 300? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's still. Hopefully they used them all. Like- no, they did. N- not one went to waste. That was, that was, oh, good. That was really cool. Good. You know what I learned from this? Not only do you guys talk the talk, but you guys fucking walk the walk. I'm proud of you too. Oh, I think. Oh, you. thank you. I, it felt really good actually to do it, but also like I, I felt like it was like my duty. I, I was just talking to like this EMT guy that was there, and I was like, I don't. I, I like I, when I first got there, I was like, I don't even know why I'm here. I just like wanted to help, and he's like, Hey, man, like don't worry. I'm like I'm here administering the shot. But like we need everybody from the community to step up with any skill level you have, and I can read and write, and that was good enough. Because I was just like taking people's information, like do you have any pre-existing conditions, blah blah blah, filling out a form, and then uh, I did that over and over and over and over again. So you also enjoyed people thinking that you were a doctor. They did think I was a doctor. Like one person, like was like, I have this rash, and I need you to take a look at it, and I'm like. (laughs) It's like no if thanks. you just pull over around the side, I'll take a look and drop your pants. I, I need more lube for my <laughs> AR. <laughs> yeah, I need more. I need AR lube. Help but me really, out. There is something about volunteering. I mean, it does. It fills your cup up. It's it did. I, I was do. like, I was like riding on a a happy high after that. It was so. It, it felt good, and uh, it was it was good good to see. Uh, that it was well organized too. They they had people in and out very quickly. Like nobody was waiting that long for a vaccine. Anybody who showed up got it, and they were out. So it was uh, it was cool. Well, good for you, so man. everybody. Step. I'm up. glad people weren't waiting too. That's good news. And it was mostly elderly people, like I said. Some were a little like uh, wary about it. Like, is this a Bill Gates microchip? And I'm like, huh. <laughs> no. Wait, what's that, Bill? You should have like. Put your hand, I know. Your I should like start your talking to bill? my sleeve. 
They like, know. Hell we got one. This one Abort. Knows. Abort. Tag, Abort. Tag four, five, eight, six, two. Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess we I- have one that knows. Tell them to pull up. Okay. Pull up to the left, please. <laughs> Around the corner, we're over when we'll see you. We'll see you guys this is next week. Captain. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, it's been a pleasure serving you. And uh, Make sure you take that survey. Uh, get your vaccine. Take that survey. Get the vaccine. And uh, continue to social distance to wear that mask until the light is off. We appreciate it. What else are you doing? Go help some fucking people in your life. Go fucking <laughs> help some fucking people, you fucking piece of shit. Be a fucking volunteer, you uh, selfish uh, asshole. Uh, fucking lazy. Get, get, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. <sighs> Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Oh, Is that better a- if we say F you at the end? I want to do a whole show as a captain. Uh, it's oh, it's ca- ca- cap and cap and chat. Uh, Dude, we need to please let us do it. It's like a theme. I can't do that. I really you do. Can. Love it. Oh, I want to so bad, Eddie. Oh. On this week's episode of It's News to Us, so we've got uh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget, that'd be a good guest. Can we get Bob Saget on the show? Uh, uh, let's jump into our first segment, Dirty Deeds. Why DJT is going to jail. Nobody would listen. I just enjoy doing this. <laughs> it's got to be so the, the best that. part of being a pilot. Be like, uh, Dude, that's the best part. <laughs> Fuck seeing the clouds and all Apple. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Flight Blah Blah Blah. Let me just like have this on. Gotta have this. There we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being part of the flight this evening. Uh, if you look to your left, you'll see our engine is caught on fire. And, uh, but if you look to your right, You'll see a beautiful view of the Denver skyline. The time is 8.32. You'll die at approximately 8.46 or so if we are if we get there on time. We're if going. I don't stick this landing. We're we we got 15 minutes left. It'd be a great time to get that final will and testament signed and sealed. And uh, by the way, the uh, in-flight crew is going to come around and collect any garbage that you have. We do appreciate you flying with me. Yeah. Uh, shout out oh to our, our Diamond members on the flight. No, that they're going to have first priority to death. The Diamond members will die first on the flight. <laughs> I'll make it go nose in. <laughs> Got to do a whole show we, like that. We should, no, we should do a... Uh, uh, oh, we're, I forgot to hit the off virtual. button. We're still on the air. Oh, shit. That's fine, though. That was funny. Bye, everybody. <laughs>